Hello and welcome to Never Seen Disney, the podcast where you've never seen Disney movies and so we're watching them and talking about them. I don't know whether the title of this podcast should change now because I've seen four Disney movies yeah. so seen quite a lot of Disney. Yeah. Um, but it's you can't change the title halfway no, through. No, that would be, be irresponsible. Oh, it'd, be, it'd be bonkers. Yeah. I'm Emily Amick. And I'm your unwitting husband, Sean O'Dwyer. That's right. Um, so this is episode five, which is kind of a milestone, in my opinion. Okay, why? I don't know. Five just seems like a good, solid number. Yeah, you like number five? Yeah. Yeah. I think things in increments of five are traditionally, just in my head, like, we've, mm. hit, we've hit a certain point. Some people would say three is a, is a magic number, and that feels like you, you've got some momentum going, things come in threes, yeah. London buses come in threes, they say, in London, right. which is bollocks, but, you know, it's a saying. Well, I don't know, five, it's not a round number, but it feels like a round number. Okay, all right. Um, and that Square number? Sure. I, I don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Square number. It's a nice square number. You do the math. Um, it's that this is not a special episode. We're just doing the same old thing. Yeah. Maybe for ten we'll do a special episode. But okay. I feel like five's too early. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so I feel like we've done enough now that you've had a bit of history, a bit of background. You kind of understand the breadth of Disney films, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, we've we've seen them from different eras, which is good. Yeah. I suppose. Um, and we've seen kind of pre, pre real actors and then actual actors taking the center stage. Exactly. So I've got a, I've got a fairly good idea, I yeah. suppose. So now I was kind of struggling with which one to pick because I feel like it's, you know, you've I've, I've kind of put in the groundwork, I've laid the foundation that I wanted to. So now I just kind of feel like um, watching a movie that I feel like watching. Okay, I, just picking, I, I, just picking one I want to watch. It sounds like you had you're you're suggesting to me <laughs> that you had loads of structure, and now you're just going on a whim. And I don't think you've ever had that much structure. I think you've just decided. I don't think you've ever sat there and done a pros and cons. I was thinking, I was, I, I because I wanted to, like I said, give you some from my childhood, and then take you all the way back to Snow White, and then we did Peter Pan, which is sort of you know still old. Yeah. In the 60s. So now we're just doing whatever you so damn now well please. We're just doing what I want, and um, okay. we're going to do one of my favorites. Okay, ever. much like our marriage. Yeah, you, you've decided you, you you've <laughs> made it seem as if the things that you're doing are for my benefit. Right. But now it's really just you know what for I you what do. you want to do, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll go along for the ride. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Well, yeah. that good news is I'm used to that. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah. this is one of my favorite movies of uh, from the Disney canon. Okay. Um, and I haven't seen it in a long time, and I just feel like watching it. Great. Do you do you um, have, have a an stab? Idea? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have a stab. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. Uh huh. Yeah. This is right up there. I mean, really, my favorite Disney movie. Which I actually just looked this up, and it it's actually a tune. It's like a Disney tunes. So it's not really part of the Disney canon. My favorite favorite is a Goofy movie, which... Yeah, even I like that. Yeah, you have seen... You've walked in and out of the room as it's been on because I watch it myself about twice a year. It's like my comfort movie. Um, but we're not doing that one yet. You cry when you watch Goofy movie. It's Well, since I've gotten older, I really relate to Goofy. I feel like he's a really good dad. Okay, this isn't a therapy <laughs> session. 
Let's not. Let's come on. All right. Sorry. 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 Yeah. We'll get to a goofy movie one day, but it's it's a bit too fresh, and you have you have actually seen too much of it. So we're doing my second favorite Disney film, probably ever. Uh. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, okay. What do you know about Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> well, um, I have not seen it, obviously. Yeah. Um, what do I know? What do I think it's about? Um, I'm getting kind of like hunchback of Notre Dame-style film, a kind of isolated beast. Obviously, mm. it's a beast, a kind of a big lion-type creature. Mm-hmm. He lives in a mansion mm-hmm. and uh, is in, probably in love with a, a normal beauty. Not normal beauty. A beauty isn't normal, is it? Most yeah. people are not. Beautiful, <laughs> a uh, you know regular sort of princess, and she comes to see him for more than his physical appearance, and they dance around. Okay, that's that's what it's about, isn't it? Well, yeah, I suppose. Can I mean, we should probably start. I, th- I think because all of these films have a have a moral, don't they? Or uh, I th- I think they all have a moral. Yeah, the moral of this one is. You know, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, or beauty is only skin deep. You know, yeah. look beyond the facade mm-hmm. uh, for you, love, for true love. Yeah, even if they are covered in hair. You think that's um, going to be the moral of the story? I do think that. I could be wrong. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. this is all assumption, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't want to. Again, I don't want to give anything away. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know anything about where the, where Disney stole this story from? <laughs> I don't, no, I, I, no. If it. it, it Obviously, they have done. Uh, where is it stolen from? Uh, I'm guessing it was, it's obviously stolen from an older tale, but probably not called Beauty and the Beast. It's probably mm. a different story, and they've renamed it for okay. modern times. Is that okay? Right. Well, I'll tell you after we watch the you film. You can't say well. I don't. Uh, it's it's French. It's a French, I believe, novel. Um, I can't tell you by who. I don't know. This is all. Right. In my own mind, and it's funny you said Hunchback of Notre Dame because they're both French stories. Yeah. So maybe that's where you... The French like writing stories about ugly folks locked yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Man in the Iron Mask, yeah. I think that's a French oh. uh, thing. Sure. Phantom, of, Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Bergerac has a long, mm. big nose. Yeah. Um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame right. has a hunchback. Right. Hunched yeah, that's back. also a Disney film. Huh? That's also a Disney film. Yeah, I thought yeah, that, that is... I, I did think that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it? Probably Dumas, was it? Alexandre Dumas? I don't know. I'm not sure who wrote it. Um, but, yeah, so this is a French story about an ugly person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Still. Yeah, and do you... Um, any, any... Is this a pantomime? Is this... Is no, there this is any... not a panto okay. uh, that I'm aware of. Maybe okay. maybe since Disney, a, a few... Uh, a few panto companies chasing the dollar might right. have uh, decided to put it on, but, but it's not, not traditional, traditional panto, mm. no. Okay. Um, I, I know it was a big hit. I know there's some famous songs. That I don't know the names of them. Bella's mm. Bell Song. Bells. Yeah. Is that the name Bell, of it? Uh, I, was it called Bell's Song? Maybe. Yeah. Well, like, but I think I'm aware what about of that. the title song, Beauty and the Beast? No, I don't know that. You don't know that song? No. That is Why crazy. would I know it? That is crazy. That but is How does it, crazy. Get, does it go like this? Like, um... You're beautiful, and no, I'm not. No, uh, <laughs> that's James Blunt. That's James Blunt. James Blunt, yeah. Uh, <laughs> come to my house, let's have a feast. You are the beauty, and I am the beast. Like does, this, does this ring a bell? Tale as old as time. No. Wow. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the, the thing that's in my head when, when I hear Beauty and the Beast, when uh-huh. I hear of it. Purple and gold. 
Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I think you've seen some still images from the yeah. film. Purple and gold, regal yes. colours. Both yes. purple, of course, faint wasn't discovered yes. until I think Roman times. There's a very famous gold dress in the film, and I think there's a bright. I want to say more like a royal blue, but verging on purple yeah. um, attire. So purple is a regal colour, isn't it? In fact, after the Queen uh, died, yeah, the Queen we're of recording England. this shortly after the yeah, Queen died. Um, um, God rest the soul. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> New York's tribute was to light up the Empire State Building purple. Oh. And I thought, and they, and they did it, and they, and they tweeted about it tonight, it will right. be purple, and they showed a picture of it yeah. purple at night, and I yeah. thought, well, where was that from? And I would hope, I hope they did it when Prince died, and they just recycled yeah, what they did yeah, for yeah. Prince for the yeah, Queen. Funny. That is an aside, yeah. obviously, but that's, okay. um, that's uh, that, you know, I just wondering, I would like, if anybody knows when they've lit up the Empire State Building purple and for whom I'm sure I would like to know that kind of charity colour like cancer research colour I mean purple yeah that's what I mean and the Queen's just had to use whatever they've used for everyone else because it's quite hard you know it's not as if they can form an image on top of that no well purple of course purple was a new colour the rich colour the Roman Emperor's wore yeah it was very hard to get the pigment it was where did they get the pigment um probably from beetles beetles yeah Bugs? Yeah. How do you get purple from a bloody bug? Uh, there are certain bugs that, ha- like, when you grind them up. I, I want to, I, in my nah. head, it's beetles. Um, I no, know I you, can get re- you get red pigment from bugs, even in makeup products and stuff like that. Like, mm. it's the like a traditional red pigment is from bugs. I think they've been able to synthesize it since, but um, very recently. Like, wow. otherwise, anything red color was from... Um, a bug. Amazing. The beauty of conversation. Eh? Who would have thought we would have gone down the I road of, of bug pigment? I'll um, I, I'll, I'll look this up for when we come back, and um, we'll find out where the color <laughs> we'll purple came how, from. How, how wrong we were. And red. I know red. I know red is from bugs. I know that. All right. Um, okay. So I'll find out yeah. where the color purple is from as well. Um, and hit you with some facts straight off the top. Purple facts. Just like we did for Mandela. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, you're hitting this with facts. Was, yeah, yeah. Move on. Do you uh, do you want to guess runtime? Of course. Yeah. Uh, Eighty-seven minutes. Okay. Getting a bit bored of that segment now because yeah. they're all about the same. Yeah, they're about the same. And I don't feel like it's if I'm right, it's just dumb luck anyway. Should we scrap it after the fifth episode? See new things. Well, it's so, obviously such a milestone. We can bring it. <laughs> you know, I think Morrissey should stay, but maybe Morrissey's obviously going to stay. Yeah, what well, boring fact isn't it? The runtime, unless it's yeah. really significant, unless it's three hours or an hour. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe we can be over the runtime. All right. I already know what it is, so I'm not going to guess, but. Okay. Um, 87 minutes. All right, cool. Well, um, let's go watch Beauty and the Beast. Ugh. Oh, um, I wanted to ask, do, like, do you have any, any, um, any knowledge in your, in the back of your brain about who it was a pretty big star that actually did voice a role in this film? Oh, no, I haven't any, no? any idea okay. whatsoever. You'll certainly well, I know. know. You, uh, you will probably know upon hearing it and you'll definitely know who this person is when I tell you, um. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> no, I've already had him. Already done him. No. Yeah. Okay, let's go watch Beauty and the Beast. I can't wait for you to see this one. It's really, really important to me. All right. Well, I mean, does it, if I 
if I don't like it or it yeah. bores me, yeah. can you not take that as a personal slight on I, your favourite? I'm not yeah, gonna I'm not gonna I, yuck your yum. Right. But I have to be honest. Yeah, I want you to be honest. I never I I am so used to you not liking things that I like. Like it does it's not gonna hurt my feelings. Good. I just I think you will I think you'll like it a lot more than Little Mermaid. Not hard. I think you won't like it as much as Aladdin, but I think you'll like it a lot. Like I think you'll like it for like in the realm of Disney films, yeah. I think of like that was pretty good. What year did it come out? I'm, get, I'm going like '95. Mm. Feels much uh, earlier. Much earlier. Yeah. Before Aladdin. Yes, <gasps> one year before Aladdin. So in between Aladdin and um, Little Mermaid. Yeah. It was Little Mermaid. But Nin- you it was the Beast. 1991. Um, the oh, same year as Terminator. Terminator. Two. Terminator two. <laughs> yeah. We, we discovered that. We last can't time. escape. We can't escape the he, Arnie's presence. Oh, ever. I love him so much. Can I we know. watch an Arnie film later? Maybe. My ch- dealer's choice. After, after Beauty and the Beast? Huh? After Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, here comes our dog. Here so it's time, time to, to <laughs> wrap it up. We'll see you guys after the break. Going to watch Beauty and the Beast. Great. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. We just watched it. I am, like, as far as vibes go, you're not giving off thrilled vibes right yeah you seem a little bit um bedraggled uh, i think it's just because i've been playing golf today and i was uh-huh. up at 7 30 on a sunday that's oh, okay the, that's the main reason why i uh-huh. i mean you're lucky i only slept, uh, fell asleep for five minutes of the film you fell asleep for five minutes very briefly do you yeah. remember i mean do you know what happened it was the bit you... where gaston went to the went to take him down like five like minutes the mob away. yeah the, angry the mob, mob probably the mob. during the song yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. I always All right. Fall asleep during the songs. They're the worst. All bits. right. Well, I mean, you get the you you didn't miss anything crucial because you you know what was happening. Sure. They were, um, they were going to kill the beast. Yeah. But we'll get to uh, we'll get to that part. Um, first impressions, like how does this line up as far as the other movies you've seen? In order, it's probably the second or third best. Okay. So Aladdin first. Yeah. And then this or Snow White. Probably. Okay. I think this. Was probably a bit better. Okay, yeah. Uh, why? Why do you feel like it was better? Um, I felt like the darkness, the darker elements, were quite surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. I, I, he was a lot more beastly than I'd imagined. Mm. I first of all expected him, to, even in beast form, to be a biped at least. Right. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be like a full creature. Yeah. Uh, and it was quite not scary, obviously. Well, did it scare you as a child? Um. No, I don't remember feeling scared watching this, um, but I loved horror movies even as a little kid, so right. like something like this was not going to scare me. Yeah, okay. You know. But it felt, you know, the dark, the dark bits felt felt dark, mm-hmm. and um, it but was good. It was a bit more modern humor than Snow White would have had. Exactly, you know? yeah. It, it was good, yeah. I, 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 I certainly didn't hate it right. f- for good. what it is, you yeah. know, relatively in context. <laughs> yeah. Not like The Little Mermaid. Not The Little Mermaid, which yeah. is, God, yeah. I mean, I think when we, when we did A Little Mermaid, I was probably, you know, a bit tepid on it, and now I, the more I look back on it, the more I can't stand it. <laughs> Apart from Le Poisson. Yeah, I mean... And the French theme continues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We get a lot of French accents in this film, obviously. Well, not as many as you'd think, considering it was set in France. Right, right. That was the first thing. I thought, why do they all sound kind of Celtic? Yeah, they did. There was a lot of English, um, a lot of... But um, Lumiere is, you know... 
who the light very French yeah but he was the only one candelabra so starts yeah I off guess he was in, in the village of. starts off they in this say, French village they say bonjour but that's they not say it. bonjour you see all the shops are in French mm-hmm. bonjour mm-hmm. all that sort bonjour. of stuff uh, and no one's got a French accent that surprised yeah. me yeah, whereas in Aladdin everyone had a Middle Eastern accent yeah. pretty much mm. wonder why they chose not to is it because after listening to the French accent for more than five minutes you want to kill I, yourself d- they didn't have Middle East there weren't a lot of Middle Eastern these accents these B characters the B, the, yeah all the bad characters yeah you know which we talked about we did, you know yeah. so, but like Aladdin doesn't have no Aladdin an doesn't an but all the B characters and, and, yeah they, that you hear more of it in that film than you do French mm. in this movie yeah it's true um, so before we really get into all the Beauty and the Beast facts I have some some color facts for you. Color? Yeah. Right. I told the listeners that I would come back with some facts about oh. pigment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I'm making good on my promise. So I was right about the color red um, being derived from a bug called okay. cochineal. Um, cochineal? That- All right, Gavna. How you doing? I'm a cochineal. Like um, it's, it's most widely used in food coloring and cosmetics um, and has been for probably hundreds of years. Um, but ancient people did use red from ochre, which is clay, or um, cinnabar, which is like an element found in mercury. Bob so, Ross liked ochre. So, yeah, and, and there weren't a lot of food-safe or cosmetic-safe um, ways to derive red. So mm. the bugs help with that. Apparently yeah. they are technically food-safe, although a lot of people say don't eat anything with red 40 dye. It's supposed to be sort of bad for you but probably not as bad as ingesting an element of mercury um and then purple which his jacket actually wasn't purple it was blue um there was a lot of purple in it though there was a lot of purple in it it is a color associated with royalty because um Tyrian purple dye is made from the, uh, the mucus secretion of a certain species of snail found in the Mediterranean so it was a very hard to come by um, and uh, in the 18th century, which is where this movie is said, the, the book was written in the 1700s, um, the French, French purple was developed using something called lichen, which is extracted by boiling it in urine or ammonia. And then it goes through like a fancy scientific process of reheating and cooling until it, the, the color that they want is... Piss purple described. then, so, yeah. basically. Yeah, pretty interesting. Um, as far as as royal pigments go, yeah. So right. there we go. That's I, I, you know, one thing led to another. Human piss. We started talking about. I would just. I mean, I would assume it's, it's probably the easiest to collect. Yeah, human piss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unless you live on a farm. You know, you can't make an animal piss on on command. Can I wonder you, if you could you sell. Or what if you had good piss and you could sell it to the uh, to, to the well off? Yeah, maybe some that's more full of ammonia than others. Yeah, that would help extract that color. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort after piss out there. Absolutely. Side hustle. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so this movie came out in 1991. Uh, it was 84 minutes. I think you said you'd guessed 87, so you yeah. did go over. Uh, this was the 30th animated feature film from Disney and the third in the Renaissance period that we know so much about. By the way, the Renaissance period is a term given to it in retrospect. I think they so. They didn't plan it out. No, no. I think I think it has been um, that's I'm guess the title the actual, that's been bestowed upon it. I guess the actual Renaissance period wasn't known. As right. That until exactly. Last yeah. Most historical eras are not. Um, what named. would you call this one if we had to name it? If, we, if I look back on it, 
The shitstorm. The shitstorm yeah. era. Yeah. That is not what they're going to call it. The shitstorm <laughs> era. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they call it mm. in a hundred years from now. So this uh, this story was based on a 1756 fairy tale by Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont. That's too French, isn't it? <laughs> Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont. Prince, pr- the Prince of Beaumont. Yeah, that's her. That's her name. His name. It's it's a it's a Is it she Jean Marie? Mm-hmm. Is it okay. yes? Jean Marie. Maybe it's uh, Janie. Janie. Oops, I'm sorry. I Jean. missed an I. Huh? It's I missed an I in there. It's Janie Marie. Janie Marie, la Prince de Beaumont. Good yeah, lord! Well, I, I mean, she sounds like a character in a Disney play <laughs> rather than yeah. someone who. Write something that I would know. eventually be lifted. I was really, really excited to say that yeah. out loud. Um, Still got it wrong, probably. But. I probably did, but I took eight years of French, and uh, the least I can do is maybe oh, pronounce and it, sh- and it shows. Right. <laughs> I know, I've lost You took eight years on. of French? Yes, can you believe that? No. What were they teaching you? <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I passed, like, not, not with flying. Yeah, I took it all through high school, and then I took Four semesters, so four semesters in college to get my BA. You don't speak French. Almost never, no. Because you can't. Yeah, I, I could a bit. I could read it really like pretty well when I was younger. I was not very good conversationally at all because I never really had an opportunity to use it, um, and now it's gone. Well, that was a waste of time and money. But I am pretty good at pronunciation. That is, well. that yeah. is. I would expect a bit more after eight years than I just know, being pronounced I know. things that you're reading. I know it's pretty bad, isn't it? <sighs> okay. Um, okay, and and this film also contained ideas from the 1946 film, which was directed by Jean Cocteau. There was a 1946 film. Yes. Uh, live yeah. action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd so, like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see what they did with the beast in that. I know. Yeah, I think I in I can picture some visuals. I feel like I've seen film and it's like a big kind of mask. Jean Cocteau. That name rings bell but I was sort of yeah. getting mixed up with Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Jean Cocteau. I think he must have made a lot of movies. I feel like I've seen Well if only he was name. around now and you could converse with him uh, fluently you'd be able to <laughs> You could invite him to the dinner party. Yeah, you'll yeah. but you'll have to translate for us though, please. <laughs> yeah. Um so it was directed, Beauty and the Beast, as we saw, it was directed by Gary Truesdale and Kirk Wise. Walt Disney had attempted to adapt Beauty and the Beast into an animated film in the 1930s and then again in the 1950s, but was unsuccessful because the story team found it too challenging. So he tried to he tried to make it before the live action one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then that came out and he was mm-hmm. like, now we're definitely going to do yeah, it. And they I went, think, we don't know how to draw a beast voice. And I think, um, if I remember correctly, when I was reading, that's one of the reasons that in the 1950s they didn't do it because the live action movie had just come out and they were like, you know, we're not going to mm. step on those toes or I guess or don't try to... Re- have, yeah, don't I don't know. Uh, upset. I feel like that was part of the reason they didn't do it in the 50s. Um, which I think is a good thing because I think the version we got is really great and it has a lot funnier moments than we probably would have gotten in the 50s. um, So so that was shelved. And then following the success of The Little Mermaid, Disney Disney Studios decided to adapt it again, um, but initially wanted to make it a non-musical period drama, which you probably would have liked a lot more. more, Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, after seeing a test reel, Jeffrey Katzenberg scrapped that idea and ordered that the film be a musical. Oh, so, what an original genius. I know. Oh, has anyone thought about putting songs on it? <laughs> Enter Howard Ashman, lyricist, um, who also did Aladdin, yeah, m- most died. of Aladdin, and then um, died while, while working on Aladdin. The directors you mentioned, are they uh, are they Disney favourites? Have they done lots of I Disney movies? I think so. Movies? Yeah, I feel like I've seen their names pop up quite a few times. Um, yeah, so Gary Truesdale has um, directed The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Uh, he frequently works with Kirk Wise, who has um, also worked on those films, and he worked on Spirited Away, which is an animated film. Um, so, yeah, they've, they're big in the animation world. Right. Um, so we've got Howard Ashman on lyrics, who, as we mentioned... Did Aladdin, um, did Little Shop of Horrors, passed away from AIDS-related complications, and then Alan Menken, who's the composer, big-time Disney favorite. Like he's done, he's done a lot of movies in the Renaissance period, and he also did Little Shop of Horrors. So big musical uh, prose there. And then, um, do you have any estimation on the box office? Um. Worldwide, two hundred and ten million. Three hundred and thirty-one million global, mm-hmm. and then one hundred and forty-five point nine in North America. It's the third most successful film of nineteen ninety-one, behind Terminator Two, Terminator Two, and Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves. Oh, that's good. Robin yeah, Hood, Prince it's of a good, another good year for for film. Well, it wasn't good actually, but it, it but it's <laughs> I have uh, fond good memories. Fond well, I've got Brian Adams to number one for about eighteen weeks in the mm. UK. Oh well, there you go. Um, you've seen Brian Adams live, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say any more about that? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Heaven forbid he listens to this. You don't want to, you don't want to insult him. I'm not insulting him. Obviously I went to see him. So I like him. What more can I say? <laughs> um, so this film had an excellent critical response. Roger Ebert, one of our faves, uh, gave it a four out of four stars. Um, and many critics hailed it as the greatest animated movie ever made. Wow. This was before Aladdin, yeah. keep in mind. Um, but I still think uh, it, like this is still regarded as one of the best. In 2014, Time Magazine ranked it the greatest film of the Disney Renaissance and one of the greatest movies of all time. So, Oh, piss off. <laughs> One of the greatest movies of all time. Of all time. That's, that's bollocks. Yeah, I mean, Definitely take isn't. it up with Time Magazine. Um, so Probably owned by Disney. So, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast was the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture Oscar. That's a pretty huge deal. Um, so, 1991, do you know what, what won Best Picture that year? 91? Yeah. Driving Miss Daisy? Silence of the, the Lambs. The Lambs, of course. Yeah. Um, also nominated was a movie called Bugsy. Never heard of it. JFK and The Prince of Tides. Those were the Best Picture nominees. Mm. Oh, Senator. Love the suit. <laughs> um, so it did not win Best Picture, but it did win, no. can you guess? Best Song. And Best Original Score. Yeah, okay. So, Seems like go. they're shoo-ins for, for <laughs> any Disney film. Yes, it, it won. It won best song with the title song "Beauty and the Beast." Yeah, um, it's the first 
Disney animated film to be adapted into a Broadway musical, okay. which ran from 1994 to 2007, and that is the first Broadway musical I ever saw. Oh. Yeah. Like so, very special in my heart. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the cast. Okay. You said there was a star in it. There was. Was it? Is it the Beast? No. It's not the Beast? No. This is, there's, what, there's one notable name in there? Yeah. No guess. No, no. Oh, I was thinking I, I thought, about I it. I thought you would catch it. I thought you would, but Give maybe me a clue. Not. Well, um, she is a British... She's she's uh, Is it Mrs. British Potts? Superhero, yeah. Not superhero. Superstar. Julie Walters? No. Oh. Angela Lansbury. She played Mrs. Potts? Yes. Did she? Yes. Huh. You didn't catch that. No, I do like Angela Lansbury. I know. I always like Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. So Angela Lansbury was famously Mrs. Potts. Um, we have Paige O'Hara and as well. she was Belle. in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah, of course. Um, so she already has her Disney mm-hmm. bona fides. Mm-hmm. Um... Paige O'Hara played Belle. She be she was a Broadway star. Belle was her biggest role. For most of these, the character they played right, was right. Everywhere, the biggest role. Robbie Benson was the Beast. Um, he was a teen idol in the seventies. He was in the movie Ice Castles. Later directed. He, later so. he directed six episodes of Friends. And please don't make me look up which ones because I didn't. What's his name again? Robbie Benson. Huh. So well, if you want to, uh, you want to go do your own research. I probably will. Yeah. I think it's good. I'll see if they're my favorite Friends episodes. Yeah, that's a good career trajectory. He managed yeah. to uh, take a bit of a right turn and still have some success. I always admire people like that. Exactly. I think. Um, I think. It's I great. bet Scott Wanger didn't do any uh, <laughs> yeah. Friends episodes. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, who else do we have? Richard White was Gaston. Okay. He's an opera singer. Yeah. This is his best known role. Yeah. Jerry Orbach was Lumiere. Uh, Lumiere, sorry. That was Jerry Orbach. Yeah. You know who that is, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I know he's a big Broadway star. He's Babe's dad in Dirty Dancing. He was in Law and Order oh, for about 20 okay. years. It was oh, one of I those shows. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, huh. he, uh, he also originated the role of Billy Flynn in Chicago, which Ooh. means a lot to me. Um, uh, David Ogden Styers as Cogsworth. Another Broadway actor, um, and he played Major Charles Emerson Winchester III, M.D. in MASH. Okay. So, for All anybody right. that's a MASH fan. And then Angela Lansbury, yeah. Mrs. Potts, obviously. Um, Bradley Pierce as Chip, um, and I thought this was interesting. He played Peter Shepard, as the, the young Peter Shepard in Jumanji. Huh! Yeah, so I think that was a few years after he voiced Chip. Right. But... Um, very good. Yeah. And he also played Pete Lender in The Borrowers. Did you mm. ever read The Borrowers? No, there was a TV show. Of yeah. it. There's been loads of adaptations. Of yeah, it, I think it? this is the movie. Yeah, the I 90s love the there was one uh, with starring Ian Holm. All right. So, fun facts I've got here. Since the original story had only two major characters, the filmmakers enhanced them um, and added new characters in the form of the enchanted household items. Yeah, so that, I mean, the sentient furniture yeah. that I didn't have a clue about. Yeah. And actually, at the end, so it turns out that they were also cursed they by They were this... all servants, yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell. Like... I know. Really awful curse, isn't it? It's really shitty curse. Yeah. What did they do? Well, he, he's what? He's like, so he was like 19 or 20, right? Well, this is where the maths come in, because they said... There's this, there's a point where Lumiere says that for ten years they've been stuck in this castle like this. So that would mean 
that he was 11 when the curse was placed on him because he had until his 21st birthday to find love. Yeah. Which, I mean, in theory, could be the case, but like, Pictures good of him were as, uh, yeah, as an adult. Yeah, I thought that, right. So well, there's that. But there's also the fact, let's, like, whether he's 11 or 17 mm-hmm. or whatever, his crime right. was to not want to sleep with a wizened old woman. No, not sleep with. Didn't want to deal with. Did, yeah, he, yeah, he turned her away. She she needed a place to, yeah. she needed warmth and a place to stay. Right, so she just turns up out of nowhere just, yeah. to, like, like just to see whether or not he's going to adapt to it. He, in his moments, like, I'm not interested. Yeah. And then he gets cursed up. as a bloody bee. I, I mean, know. that is entrapment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not very fair. It's not fair, is it? Yeah. Like, I think it, there's there's a way you can teach a spoiled little brat a lesson that doesn't involve... Ten years of... Wrapping up all of his servants in, in yeah, it as well. Yeah, what did Lumiere... He had to be a candle the rest of his bloody life. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not great, is it? No, it's, it's a very unfair curse, and I would like to have a word with that enchantress, mm. to be honest. Um, <laughs> but... So all these extra characters, they added warmth and comedy to an otherwise pretty gloomy story mm. and um, and guide the audience through the film. And then they added a real villain in the form of Gaston. He was brilliant. Really good what, character, what, right? Probably my favorite villain so far. Yeah. Because he's not... He's, he is. He obviously turns out to be a villain, but he's a he's a very human villain, isn't he? Yeah, he's just a big oaf. Like, well, he's, he's a like, narcissist. Yeah. But he's quite funny. Yeah, like he's he's probably the most entertaining he's de- character he's in the entire a bully. movie. He, yeah, he's, he's a bully, but he's he's no worse than a lot of twats. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's not like he hasn't got any special powers. He's just right. a big, handsome, burly man. Yeah. who thinks that everyone loves him. Yeah, you know, he's just he's just a prick, isn't right. he? He's just a bit of a prick. Well, it's nice that you have this kind of soft spot for him because there is a fun uh, fan theory that we'll get to later, right. which I know you love. <laughs> um, Disney originally planned to have Jodie Benson, who voiced Little Mermaid, yeah. um, play Belle, but opted for any Paige. relation to Robbie Benson. I don't. Know. Oh, that's a good question. Probably not. Um, instead, they opted for Paige O'Hara because she sounded more like a woman than a girl. So, yeah, nice. she and she felt more mature. Yeah. Um, Kirkwise felt that she had an it factor in her voice comparable to Judy Garland and that her the, her vocal tones oh, made her really special. I know. Um, Lawrence Fishburne, Val Kilmer, and Mandy Patinkin were all in the running to voice the Beast, which is interesting. Mm. But they, it, it's not like they turned it down. They went with... They decided on the best voice. They yeah. weren't interested in the name uh, of on the marquee exactly they wanted the best talent for the role which yeah. is quite nice isn't yeah. it and it wouldn't, wouldn't happen now right uh, John Cleese was intended to play Cogsworth right there was a moment when I thought is the famous person a a python yeah I, yeah, I yeah. thought that I right. maybe, an Eric, maybe Eric Idle I wasn't mm. sure I thought I was obviously that's wrong but there was definitely python-esque vibes I can see why they may have considered yeah him. for sure um yeah, the, and just the just the characters themselves were very inspired mm. by, I think, uh, Monty Python. Um, so John Cleese turned it down um, in, to instead voice a character in Five Goes West, which I think was this. I think that was the second. No, the Rescuers were. Was Five is Five Goes West even a Disney movie? I'm not sure. Are you talking to yourself now? Yeah, I know. You don't know, do you? No. 
Um, I know The Rescuers are a Disney film, and that was one of the, uh, in the Renaissance, but I'm not sure about Fievel. I feel like that might have been a different studio. Anyway, um, Julie Andrews was considered for Mrs. Potts. Okay. Um, yeah, that's almost too. It's all. It's almost too obvious. Too obvious. Probably not a big enough role for her to be honest. Sort of thing. I can imagine Lansbury well, happy doing in between episodes of Murder She Wrote. Yeah. Nip down for an hour, Ange. Sure. I've got a role uh, for but, you. I mean, the title song is sung by Mrs. Potts. It is a big moment. You know, um, it, it is a big. It is a big role. But yeah, I. It might not have been big enough for Julie. Um, so this story really got me. Um, Angela Lansbury didn't think that the song Beauty and the Beast was suited to her voice. She was really worried about that, and she was hesitant to sing it at all. And uh, Alan Menken and Howard Ashman asked her for one take, and just to sing it how she, how she saw fit and like act, you know, act it out and everything. And um, she reduced the studio to tears in the one take she did, nailing it and solidifying it as one of the most iconic Disney songs ever recorded. Do you know it's funny? Because I know why she said that, because it's it's a big it's, number it's, and, it's and it feels pop, like... It's, it's a bit of a pop ballad. Yeah, it feels like it it deserves a big kind of warbly right. number, but actually it's better off with her kind yeah. of um, down-to-earth yeah, sort of saltiness after, almost. After learning this, like... I, lis- I went and listened to it um, just in my headphones. Did you cry? I did. God. I man, cried. You always cry. Because d- just the fact that that, that, um, that song and that version is so solidified in my mind and so many people my age. Um, you got tears in your eyes no, now. No, I don't. No, I do, I do not. I don't. It was a little glisten. Because <laughs> you were thinking about Angela What if Lansbury I did? Again. What if I did? But I don't. Um, but the fact that she did that in one take is just, it's just so impressive. And so, um, that is such an iconic song. If you are a fan at all of Disney or grew up watching Disney, um, the idea that it almost didn't happen. And then for her to do it the way she did it. And there's like a little, there's like a little laugh in, in when she first starts it, it, like within her voice as she's singing and just the way she interpreted the song and sang it is so beautiful and the idea that she thought she couldn't do it is just really well that entire scene was quite amazing because it looks almost like they'd used and tried to like dip their toes in 3d almost yeah the chandelier chandelier looked very and everything really yeah it did look cgi everything looked really crisp and noticed at the end in the final scene when they're back in that ballroom it Mm -hmm. didn't look anywhere near as because it felt like they put quite a lot of money and effort into that scene even and it doesn't bother me, but even at the risk of some like arsehole like me noticing that at the end, like yeah, it's good. They just they focus so much on that scene. You yeah. can tell that was their big money moment, right? Probably paid off for them. Yeah, absolutely. Literally. Yeah, it, it definitely did. And that I mean, every little girl has dressed up as Belle for Halloween in that gold dress, and yeah. you know, like that is still to this day one of the most um, I think famous dresses that. Uh, Disney princess Disney princess has worn Um, so it was a big very big scene and very big moment and thank god Angela Mm. listened to them and did that one take (laughs) because we got some more Disney magic Um, so Howard Ashman died uh, eight months before the film's release 
and a tribute to the lyricist was included at the end of the credits. Um, it says, to our friend Howard, who gave a mermaid her voice and a beast his soul, we will be forever grateful. Howard Ashman, 1950 to 1991. So um, this was the last film that he fully completed. Um, as we know, he had begun work and did a lot of work on Aladdin. It was, it was really kind of a passion project for him, but he did pass away um, during that time, and Tim Rice came and picked up um, what was left to do. Uh, so that's very sad that, you know. But he, I think he, he knew he had a hit with this film, um, cause he'd seen all the sort of, all the cuts that had, that had been happening. They came to him in the hospital and showed him some of the stuff and they said, you know, I hope it, I hope it, it's going to be good. And he's, he said, I know it's going to be great. So very sad. Um, Celine Dion recorded a pop version of Beauty and the Beast, as we heard at the end of the credits. Yeah. And that was her uh, second single in the top 10 of Billboard's Hot 100s, peaking at number nine. Mm-hmm. So I love that version. What was the one before it? Say what you want to say. Probably. Don't say what you are. You thinking about you or Russ? Who's Russ? <laughs> what other Celine songs do you know? Um, I, I I quite like that that one that I you are Russ. I like that. And uh, there was another one that came out around the same time when she started going a bit like arena. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't that interested, but no. I quite, quite like the initial ballads. Okay. What about Titanic? No. You don't like that song? No, it's too much. It's just, oh, maybe it's overplayed, but it's a good song. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, all right. It's a great song. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um. So, Gaston fan theory. Yeah. That he's actually a hero who didn't deserve to die. Uh, the, Ooh, okay. So this this creepy evil beast who lives up in a castle mm. kidnaps yeah. the fairest woman in the land, yeah. holds her prisoner, yeah. and he says, fuck that, yeah. let's go get her out of there yeah. and kill this monster. Yeah, totally legit. Completely yeah. agree. So my, <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a problem with the film, but you're looking at it and you go, this piece of shit yeah. has just imprisoned someone against their will. Well, yeah. not against their will because she was in an yeah. exchange the, the program father, the father, with her father. Yeah. Who was says also imprisoned. Says you can't leave well. forever. Mm-hmm. Right? And then a little bit later, bearing in mind, he's got a end result benefit mm-hmm. by keeping her there if right. he can make her fall in love with him. Yeah. Right? So it's selfish. Mm-hmm. And then just there's a moment where he, like, he softens a bit. It's like, okay, but like if I went out and kidnapped mm-hmm. <laughs> right somebody yeah. and I brought them to this room that we're sitting in now and I didn't let them out for let's say three months <laughs> right yeah and then I eventually like like gave, they, gave him dinner well I started liking them yeah, yeah. like are you alright actually yeah I don't, actually don't hate you yeah uh, might even be falling in love with you and they fell in love with me and we went okay great so like we were in love so we're cool, and then right? I wa- and then the minute I walk out on the street, I'm yeah. still getting arrested. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you think Belle suffers from Stockholm syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do a lot of people. Yeah. I thought. I thought. What else she's got? You know. Yeah. And maybe he's all right. Maybe he smells nice. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Right. And he saved her life. Don't forget. And when sure. you when you save someone's life, you're already going to go up in their estimation. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, the, it, it was, that was kind of bizarre, actually. It's still 
it struck me as odd then and um yeah i mean happens. once again so it's a what? it's a mixed message to children right? <laughs> like yeah you know, i mean fall in love with an abuser yeah basically kind of yeah i mean i don't want to like get into like modern parlance but yeah i mean it, it was bizarre yeah I mean, there's a good moral that you should see people for who they really are, despite their appearance. But who he really was was kind of a major prick, <laughs> like who, who kidnapped her, and then he came around. So yeah, I mean, Stockholm syndrome. Gaston's maybe a bit more of a hero yeah. than he gets credit for. Maybe um, there's also I read a really funny one that uh, that Gaston has upset the. Uh, egg economy in the village uh, by his overconsumption oh, because yeah. in the beginning song 18 eggs in the beginning no 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 in the very beginning song called bell there's a scene there's a moment where a woman says i need six eggs that's too expensive and then later on he goes on to say he eats five dozen eggs a day so yeah. it can only it, <laughs> the conclusion can be drawn that gaston has uh, created a deficit. That could have been a disclaimer because <laughs> if, you, if you don't want a little boy watching that, he's like, "Oh, I want to be like Gaston." Yeah, well, I and mean, then he starts stuffing Rocky too. Rocky 12, does yeah, it. sixty eggs down his throat. Yeah, I mean, I don't consume raw poultry, guys. No, absolutely not. Yeah. We're not doctors, but I can say with uh, with authority, no. I we don't all, recommend it. You are a linguist, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> am I French linguist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't be hard on yourself. So that's the end of my notes. All right. Well, a uh, few observations from yeah, me. We've please. seen a wild uh, change in the physicality of our characters mm. uh, across right. across <laughs> two two say. mediums. Yes. Well, the first one is not what you think I'm going to say. Okay. First one. The second one is what I think you're going to say. The, fir- <laughs> the first one is, is um, when the beast turns into Prince, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. and Gaston. Mm-hmm. We've got muscle men. Mm-hmm. Right? We didn't have that before. We had fairly regular sized guys yeah. who were the princes and the heroes. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're in kind of bodybuilding era. I mean, it is almost ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Gaston makes sense because the character is built upon that. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to see the prince. Look, yeah. He looked like Fabio. Yeah, he did look like Fabio. He he certainly wasn't as like as um, bodybuilder as Gaston. He was but big. He's got yeah. He was big. Yeah, muscle. he's never going to be as big as Gaston, mm-hmm. but he he was big. So that's the first thing. And the second one is tits. Yeah, a lot of tits. Big tits. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. In this film, uh, the village people, uh, and then not the not the, the village, village people, people. <laughs> the people of the village. Yeah, a lot of the women have very busty, and then the French maid at the end when she's transformed. Do you think there. it's just because it was set in France? They're like French yeah, women have sexual. big tits. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's funny watching this again as an adult because I caught some little moments when you first noticed the big tits and on the woman in the opening song. Never miss them. She. Uh, the the people at the stall at the the grocery stall where she's she is they say bonjour good day and she says how is your wife which I think is great because he's yeah. lusting after her I never caught that yeah. before that she was the one that said that to this man who's or maybe it's just that they her. think the French are uh, you know sleazy and uh, leering yeah lascivious yeah uh, and they thought that'd be a good way to get it across so, mm. uh, but then you have the three blondes. Mm-hmm. Tarty women who mm-hmm. are falling over Gaston—they were all busty. And yeah. then 
the maid at the end came yeah. out of nowhere. That was, un- I mean, it's gratuitous. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. But I, I even said this to you while we were watching it. Fi- there's finally some age appropriate cartoon characters yeah. for you to lust after, which has been a problem. <sighs> yeah. If I didn't realize <laughs> that that is where this would be going, is that I'd be thinking which of these characters am I sexually Allowed. attracted to. <laughs> but I suppose, you know, one of, one of the live action animation films I did grow up with, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I mean, mm, Jessica um, Rabbit, yeah. everyone. I mean, she's a sexual goddess. Yeah, isn't absolutely. she? So um, there's nothing you know, wrong with I should have known, a cartoon. I should have known. I I could have been led astray by uh, ink and <laughs> <laughs> pen and ink. Pen and ink. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been led astray. I wouldn't no. touch them. No, <laughs> no, they're two D. Yeah, exactly. Can't a guy fantasize? Yeah, it's absolutely. It's All fine. Right, move on. Stop talking about. <laughs> Um, any other notes you want to add to this experience? Any notes I want yeah. to add? Well, I always like to discuss it. We've yeah. had a lot of facts. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and that's good. I mean, I... I, I know you hate um, musicals in general, mm. for the most part, but did you have a... Was there a song in this that you liked particularly more than the other? I thought, I thought maybe you would like Be Our Guest because I thought it was very similar to Never Had a Friend Like Me. Okay, Be Our Guest. Thank you for reminding me of that. So Be Our Guest, the, what struck me... I did enjoy it mm-hmm. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun. It's a big showstopper number again. Like, it's just a fun song, right? Yeah. It's got very little to do with anything right. in the long term. It's mm-hmm. just... You know, it gives the B characters an opportunity to shine. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 if I have to say it, I'm warming to any trope in these films mm-hmm. it's when B characters get to shine mm-hmm. I'm not interested in the heroes mm. I'm interested in the people who support them yeah um, but Be My Guest I, I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons mm-hmm. Mr Burns' song See My Vest okay I had no idea yeah and, that was and clearly I'm not familiar came, with that clearly but, came from that yeah of like, course no doubt about it of course that. Uh, yeah. so that is um, new trivia to me yeah and it probably didn't come out that much after Beauty and the Beast Three or four years, maybe that episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was thrilling, um, and that was a good song. Thr- it wasn't thrilling. I was thrilled, <laughs> Emily. I, was, uh, I wasn't thrilled. I thought, oh, that's cool. Um, so that was that was a good number. Yeah. Right. That was a good number. Yeah, I love that number. Um, it's really good. It was really good in the Broadway and show chip, as well. And chi- whenever I hear a child's voice, mm-hmm. I weep. <laughs> whenever I hear a child's voice in a Disney film. I'm warm to them immediately. Mm. There's always this real sweetness to them. Yeah. And I'd love to know how they cast these kids because not all kids sound nice and sweet. Well, that's, I mean, audition, I would imagine. (laughs) Well, yeah, how do they find them? Yeah, but how do they they pick them out? How do you you tell uh, that kid's got a good voice unless you close your eyes and you get them to play the part? Yeah. Most kids don't have good voices, They're, they're nightmares. Yeah. Yeah, well, this. This little guy does a great job, Chip. Um, any other B characters that you were particularly interested in? Um, the yes, actually, the, the asylum. Uh, <laughs> you said asylum yeah. seeker, then, the asylum leader. Yeah, he was too evil. It was yeah. it, there was no there was, was nothing like the about crypt that. Keeper. Right. Yeah, but it was just evil for, for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. You know what was the line he said at the end? He was that is absolutely detestable. I love, love it. it. Yeah. Out of yeah. nowhere. Do you think, you, 
no. You know, I, like Gaston, I get why he's the way he is. Right, he has I a get, motivation. Yeah, yeah, there's no motivation with this guy. Other ones just, just well, money. Uh, he was going to be paid to do it. Fine, but, but yeah. the fact that he just took so much pleasure, right, in other people's misfortune. What, asylum for loons. Asylum for loons. I don't yeah. think they'd have that now. Yeah, probably not. I don't think it'd say that. I think it would say crazy van. <laughs> Yeah, you think? Uh, no, yeah, I don't think I'd say that, but uh, it'd be good if you did. Um, what All about aboard. what do you think about LeFou, uh, which is Gaston's sidekick? LeFou, uh, he was no Smee. Right, like, Smee's a much better sidekick. In okay. fact, it wouldn't surprise me if he felt a bit derivative. Actually, yeah, there wasn't much going on with that character yeah. that really threw me. I like the drunkards in the tavern. Yeah, thought they were quite and funny. I, I, and I never clocked as a kid that it was Gaston's tavern. Mm. Like that he what he owned the tavern. Um, I only I only realized that oh, today. Well, there you go. Well, he's yeah. mad. He's an important man about makes town. Makes sense, isn't he? and it, that makes more sense as to why everyone loves him so much and rallies behind him. Is he's you know. And he probably had he, he probably had a couple of halls upstairs as oh, well. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, you could do whatever for, for you people. wanted. They just don't show in a Disney film, but I'm sure there's some gambling and whoring. Sure, yeah. How about sex workers? Lots of um, lots of cards and mm, filth, yeah. adult, yeah, adult stuff. Filth, absolutely um, disgusting. If you ask me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I felt like he was. Yeah, I didn't really like that. I concept. know that in the live action version, um, they. He was played. By, I haven't seen it, but he was played by Josh Gad, the uh, rotund one from Book he, of Mormon. Mm-hmm. He was played by Josh Gad, and he and LeFou was actually also in love with Gaston, and was like that's why he kind of like did his bidding and followed him around so much. Pretty similar to the character he plays in Book of Mormon, then in some ways. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, that fawning I mean, after the yeah, handsome. The, yeah, what but, he, but he's not. Um, he's not gay in the Book of Mormon. He's in love with the. Um, yeah, Mormons can't be gay. So what? Well, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely impossible. Um, well, I mean, that kind of wraps everything up. I don't know if uh, if Morrissey has anything to. to uh, um, oh, Morrissey. Uh, chandelier hanging high up above into the sky. Nah. Come on, there's more. There's there's more there. Huh? Dig, dig a little deeper. Hairy face. No, I ain't got enough in. One day I'm gonna have to compile all of these oh into God, just that one. Oh God, that's break. I've got to do better than that. Yeah, you can do better. Come on. Poor hands, poor, poor you out. No, I can't do nothing. I'm not in a mood. Sunday night, I was up seven thirty to play golf. He's got poor hands, isn't he? Pa- His pa- hands are paws. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> it's embarrassing. So what about like? Um, there's a beast waiting in the castle. There's a girl coming down below. Nah, he, I don't know. He, he's more, he, he'd look for the macabre, wouldn't he? Like, yeah, he'd, look, he'd look for the darkness. Right. And I think beasts in castles is a bit too Disney. Like, okay, he'd okay. have to do something. What about the wilting rose? Huh? The wilting rose. Something Sad like- petals falling one by one. And you will die if you're not in love at 21. There you go. That's yeah, it, isn't that's it? that's pretty good. You've got to just imagine, like, take all the Disney stuff yeah. and then just imagine it's in a rainy town near Manchester. Mm-hmm. And then you probably... Um, yeah, I think focusing I think focusing on the wilting rose is is what Morrissey would have taken. Oh, 
Uh, yeah, you're not going to cut out any of the rest of them like those that we did, are you? What? You're not going to cut out any of the rest of the ones that I tried. Oh, no, absolutely not. Everyone's oh, going to hear all of that. Well, I, want, I, think, I think it's important for them just to, to, to understand the bear witness to your process. Yeah, yeah exactly. like it's, you know, this is not easy what you do. No, it's not easy. It's not easy <laughs> making Morrissey songs out of Disney films and anything else that I see from time to time. No, people think it's easy. Yeah. Any, anyone thinks they can I, do it. I, I like to see them try. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if anybody does any have good ideas for any Morrissey songs, I would love <laughs> yeah, to hear yeah. them. Yeah. Please, yeah, yeah we'd, we'd love yeah. to maybe use them. Um, I'd like to leave this by saying that uh, you like that song Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I really like the song Beauty and the Beast by uh, German techno DJ Sven Vath. So okay. um, maybe people can go away and listen to that. Sure. Or perhaps you can play us out with it, Emily. I don't think um, legally we can do that. Yeah, you can. No one, gives, no one cares. <laughs> Sven Vath ain't coming. No, he'll be pleased. All right. I'll, but if we get sued, it's on you. It's on It's me. completely on yeah. you. I'll see what I can do. Don't sue us, Sven. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. The beauty and the beast.